am Kim Schmidt, Executive Editor of Farm Equipment. Welcome to Farm Equipment's Used Equipment Remarketing Roadmaps podcast. In this episode, hosts Casey Seymour and Aaron Fintel of Moving Iron LLC discuss the used planter market and how quiet it was at the end of 2021 and what it has looked like for the first few weeks of 2022. Before we head over to Casey and Aaron, I wanted to thank our sponsor, AgriSolutions. AgriSolutions is the market leader in wearable parts, components, accessories, and solutions for tillage, seeding, planting, fertilizing, hardware, and inventory management solutions. Improve performance and durability with a wide range of in-field and extended life solutions. To learn more about AgriSolutions and their globally recognized brands such as Belota, Ingersoll Tillage, and Trinity Logistics, visit agrisolutionscorp.com. And if this is your first time listening, you can subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Okay, let's get things going. Here's Casey and Aaron talking about the used planter market and what things may look like this fall. So now this week, uh, Aaron, here's with me again. We're going to spend a little time kind of discussing here what we see happening in the marketplace. We've done a lot of reflection on 2021 and what we think 2022 is going to be. So now we're just going to talk about what's happening, right? So I think if you take a look at, at what's going on out there, I feel like we should talk about about tractors and, and planters and those kind of things as we head into the fall. But, man, I think the story right now in my book. Let's head into spring, though, before we head into fall. Okay, let's do that. Heading into spring. Northern Hemisphere. Northern Hemisphere. The planter market, let's hit that one for a little bit. The planter market, when you take a look what's going on there, it is oddly quiet but equally as loud. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get it. Sometimes I feel like customers that we talk to that have been looking for planters that just can't find them have just like, they're like the people in the uh, the unemployment number that just quit looking for a job so right. they don't count them anymore. Right, you know what I mean? yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's kind of where we're at here with guys with planters. I mean, I think there's a lot of guys, I had a guy stop in the office the other day, comes in, talks to me about this thing. He's, there's, we have a, a 1720 uh, stack fold in the back and he's like, I'm interested in that planter. What do you take for it? Ran through the whole game, and I'm, I'm talking to him. It's like, so what are you, what are you using to run it with? You know, because I'm like, this guy kind of looks like the, like a, he might be running a forty nine sixty or something right. like that, and a sixteen row planter, you know. And he he starts. He goes, I got a uh, forty eighty four ten, right? And I'm like, ah, maybe. So I don't know. Let's take a look. So we kind of start running through stuff and looking at a few things, and lo and behold. I mean, what what that planter requires for hydraulic capacity and what the what the biggest pump invented on the eighty four ten at the time is still about fifteen gallons per exactly. inch. Exactly. Right? So it, it was like that. The guy, and it, it was it's not the prettiest planter in the world. It needs a lot of work. There's a lot of things that needs to go wrong. You know, needs fixed. That needs to go wrong. I mean, no, that part's already that handled. Part's already handled. But after we had that conversation, just the. Oh, finally found one. Yeah. To like, no, it won't work. Right. So, and I go, right. well, maybe, well, I'm sure we got some 12 rows. You know, we're in through like the DRs and the DR12s, DR16s, something like that. Going through just, you know, a 17, 20, 12 row. Dude, we had three planters to pick from. Right. Three. Well, that one, another 16 row, and like a 1770 of some. I don't remember how big 1770 was, but didn't have any 12 rows. And the ones that we did say we kind of had, you go read the notes in them, they're like, yeah, pre-sold, uh, pre-sold, uh, pre-sold, yeah. uh, pre-sold. And so to find If like, it's traded in, yeah. it may or may not yeah. be available sometime between June 1st and September 39th. Right. And that's that's really, 
That's a weird scenario to be in. Right? You know, it's funny that you say quiet and loud at the same time because dipping in both worlds, you're exactly right. The retail side, the end users, the buyers, that has been very quiet on planners since the end of the year. Right. Even, and honestly, end of the year was nothing crazy by Christmas. Right. The 1st to the 23rd, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Still catching breath. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, really like, hold on to your hat. Christmas to New Year's is going to be crazy. And it wasn't. Yeah. It was like crazy dead. Right. And it was like, man, finally everybody's got their stuff. You know, right. at least at least for where they're at now, they're good. And then the first, that first couple days of January, just crazy. It didn't matter what it was. Right. It was like, whew, here we go again. Everybody, you know, everybody truly took. And probably so with Rona, you know, sure. yeah. it was the first time in two years for friends and family in a lot of parts of the world. Yep. And you put that together. Yeah, it was quiet. But then you go to, you get those first couple days. It's wild. It's wild. Now it's kind of like normal as normal as normal can be, mm-hmm. you know, the amount of stuff going daily. If not, maybe a little quiet. But on the dealer side, obviously, because none of us have anything and we're all looking for the same stuff every minute of every day, it's crazy. And especially, especially planners. You know, I have this planner. It's available in May. Might not actually be traded in. Send me a PO. Right. <laughs> okay, then. Let's do it. It's amazing how much of that's going on. Could you... Cause could you three years ago? Could you imagine that? Oh, I know. Oh yeah, I'll go ahead and just I'll go. I mean, there's so many un, unknown variables here, but I'm going to say yes to it. Yeah, it makes sense. And now, I mean, so that's on any platform. Doesn't matter if it's a tractor. Or oh no, I mean, if it's the one they want or one they're looking for. You or, know, I've even noticed of all things on earth, side by sides, the amount of online in queries on yeah. a daily basis on side by sides is quintuple mm-hmm. the highest point ever in history. Yeah, there's been a lot of people that have done that because of anything out there that is that is hard to get right now. It, the ATV market, UTV market is almost non-existent. Like right. I don't know how I don't know how Honda's staying in business. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like I don't know I don't know what they're doing because they're sure not shipping machines out. You know HTL thirty fives, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even get one of those. You know? <laughs> so that's uh, I know a guy. <laughs> we've got one we've got one in the showroom still yet, so I'm I'm I've been eyeing it. There you go. For the for the tall grass. Tall grass, tall baby. Grass, tall grass, Hashtag tall grass. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But no, but I think going forward, as you look into your crystal ball, to me, I see a huge, 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 huge uptick in planter activity right after harvest is done. This right year. After right after planting season is done. And all of those planters... Because all those new ones are going to get delivered. There's a lot of new planners 
that yeah. are not going to plant in 22. Yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's, there's nationwide. Yeah, nationwide. Nationwide. Yeah, and I think I think there's there's plenty of those out there that are that are going to have that little bit of time frame that they got planted into, and they're going to run them again. Some are going to be late. Some are going to show up on time. There's like this whole gambit of stuff that's going to happen. Yep. But if you take a look at the used equipment that's coming back behind those, I just I think they'll be. It'll look like a Black Friday in, in you know New York City with people lined up at the door, you know, running over each other. For the used planters yeah. when they're finally available. Yep. And as we do early order for 23s. Yep. Because you're getting two trade cycles of planters at one time. Think yep. of that. Yep. That's true. If they're caught up. Right. If they're caught if, up. Yep. If. Yep. And which begs which begs the reason if regardless of color, right, new planters are showing up in June. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when everybody's really order is mm-hmm. regardless of color. That is a little bit of a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a there's that, a, that um, coincides with Casey's we're in this market until twenty seventy five. But you know, historically though, if you look at after planting season there's a lot of used planters that get sold anyway. Absolutely. So it now there's We've talked about that on here before. Sure. I remember that because the used buyers have figured out, well, I want the ultimate in used planters. Mm-hmm. I know I can't have it. I can't even begin to dream of putting it in my shed until next February. I want that planter. Yep. I want that DR24 high speed. Right. So, yeah, put my name on it. Yep, and I think that's where... And, in fact, it's almost... And that's the one unique thing about planters as well, is that you're, you're, you're vouching for something that you, you're not going to get for a year. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Or, or until the new one shows up, right? I mean, the new one shows up in January, then you're going to, you know, whatever happens. But it's a... You know, and, and you're right. Guys will give up a combine, mm-hmm. give up a tractor. Not this year, right? <laughs> but ty- but typically, right. they'll always give up a combine. Mm-hmm. Combine is never a not till it's in my shed because right. it's combine. Go rent one, right. you know, whatever. Call a guy, but and then tractor a little less so. But usually, well, in case in point, usually there's never a problem right. because of production capabilities, but. Now, we're in a world where, like you were saying, even even in free-flowing days of iron, the planter doesn't leave. Right. Everything on that farm can leave, but not that planter, because that's my planter. It's set up how I want it. It's just too unique to every farm. Right. Every little nuance on that machine. Yep. They look the same. I hate Martins. I want Yetters. Mm-hmm. I will not run those Martins. They're both floating row cleaners with the you know the air cylinders. Right. I don't care. We'll get back to Casey and Aaron in a moment, but first I wanted to pause to thank our sponsor, AgriSolutions. To learn more, visit agrisolutionscorp.com. Now back to Casey and Aaron as they continue their discussion talking about the uniqueness planters have to a farmer's operation and the overall impact the tool has on the rest of the growing season. They also get into the 2022 used combine market. 
the one thing about a planet that's unique to everything else around it, with the exception of, of a few things, but if you miss a, a planning window by a day, that has a big significant impact on your... Right. And the other side of that, too, is, you know what? My planner's gone. My neighbor said he'd come help me plant after you got done planting his. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, now combine, you say, well, yeah, you got a, you got a window. Combine, sure you do. You, there's, there's a, that ear is not doing anything until well, it falls on the ground. Right, like wheat, you know, but there's a time frame. In oh, wheat, yeah, you know, wheat. Like, you know, wheat, you got a time frame there that you got to pay attention to. Yep. And you fight spring storms and those kind of things. But even if you get a a blizzard that rolls through and during corn harvest, that's not always a bad thing, right? It makes things tough depending on what happens. Right. How wet the it, snow it, is and those kind right. of things. Right. What's the weather after? Right. <clears throat> and that's, those are a few things that, that really kind of... De- have some detriment there but a planner is is the one thing that i mean if you don't have a planner you really don't need a combine right sure as hell don't need a sprayer right yeah you know i guess you could have a tractor to go back in and, and just keep disking your field over and over again but <laughs> you know the I mean? return that just does not pencil for shit no it doesn't it doesn't no it really doesn't man so i mean the planner is, is just that thing out there that that and it's so hard to say because even even when we were flooded with planters, how many people were knocking on your door saying, "Hey, I'd like to rent my planter." Right, exactly. You know what I mean, no, I don't think I've ever heard anybody ask to do that. I've I've had that come up a couple times, but it was like dire straits. Well, no, we're back to the nuances. Okay. All right, well, I want to rent that planter because I like that fertilizer system. Okay, mm-hmm. now we got to figure out how all that runs. Mm-hmm. Make sure it works because you can't just, okay, we'll deliver it and it's your baby. Right. Good luck, sir. Yeah. you got to figure all that out, and it's just, you just hear that cash register ringing right. every time. You got four guys standing there plugging in hoses, how's it, you know, I don't care if it's labeled perfect. You're figuring shit. It's not their planner, you know. They're techs. They're figuring right. it out, and it's oh, it's just insane. Right. Yep. It is a losing, losing battle, and that and that's why that doesn't happen right. very often. Because on our side of the fence, there's literally no way that could end it well. Right. Not true. True. So now, so I mean, basically, I think we're kind of the same place. A little bit, a bit of a lull here with planners. Cause I feel like guys have just kind of said. I'm going to wait to talk to playing season and see what happens. Yep. A few guys are going to be keep looking. They're going to find something and whatever, but they're going to wait to see what after happens, after what happens during playing season and then you know, what that looks like and all those things. I think the next story of 2022 is, is the combine market. And the combine market is almost to the point where it's literally down to just like the bottom of the barrel as, as to what's left. There's still some quality stuff out there. You can go out and look online and see some some lower hours stuff, but none of that stuff's available. It's available by fall. By fall. By fall. Not for wheat. Right. Not for wheat. Get 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 the old ninety seven sixty another <laughs> another glistening <laughs> day in the sun yeah. because that's your wheat machine. Right. However, <clears throat> it's not it combines are as beautiful John Conley song title could put, they're as rose-colored glasses as they could be, okay, as I've ever seen it. And unfortunately, my 
stupid 10-year-old self could probably tell you what the combine market was back then. But anyway, it's, it, is, it is as rose-colored glasses as ever. And it's a long ways from any molecule of concern in my mind of, oh, what are we going to do? It, it's still the combine market. Of everything that is flying, you can't get, you can't have, blah, blah, blah. Combines are still combines. I mean, I would agree with you. There is, they're as beautiful and peachy and wonderful as there ever, ever, ever have been. Ever. But that market versus tractors, that market versus sprayers, that market versus planters, they're still combines. The argument you're making is why they have weight classes in wrestling. Okay. Right. Well, being a heavyweight myself, that's what I pay attention to. So, I mean, even if if you put a heavyweight against a ninety-seven pounder, right, the heavyweight's going to win every time. Mm, should. I mean, unless they start doing some like Brazilian jiu-jitsu where size doesn't matter and it's all about leverage and body position, right? Have you ever? Have you ever? Okay, so I take jiu-jitsu, right? Right. And I don't know anything about jiu-jitsu. I'm horrible at it because it's one of those things that you have to do all the time or you just, you know, there's a reason why state champion wrestlers started wrestling when they were, you know, six right, or four or whatever it is, you know. You learn all that stuff and these different things happen. So I went 13-0 last year in the 33 pounds. Way to go, Tommy. So I was, I was rolling against a guy. He was a purple belt, right? So it goes white, blue, purple, brown, black, right? Okay. Those are belts. So I'm white belt. This guy weighed... What's the first belt? White. White. And you're a what belt? White. Okay. I'm really, I'm actually like an invisible belt. It's really <laughs> clothespin. That's what I That's what I. <laughs> Clear plastic <laughs> strap. <laughs> so I'm, I was, I'm stronger than the guy that I was going against, and I outweighed him by 75 pounds, right? Now, what I found out pretty early was... Did he flip you up in the air? He tried real hard, but he couldn't quite do it. We got down, and he had me. I he had me in his guard, and I was. I took my hands, and I just pressed him against the mat, and just held him there. Oh, you o-lined him. Yeah, I just you like. Did. I'm just going to ride this out for as long as there I can. Go. Sooner or later, there's going to be a joint that gets dislocated, but I'm going to do this for as long as I can. Right? <laughs> okay. That's the same concept, right? So if you have. Did you feel like you were rolling up on a pancake block, but it was like halfway already happened, and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna finish this." I felt like I felt like I was just waiting for it. Blow the whistle! Blow the whistle! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But the thing about a combine versus a tractor versus a player, any of those other things, is that there there's a stigma in a lot of people's mind right now that customer said this the other day, "What a combine's tight right now." And I'm like, I walked out. I'm like. What? Remember that wind row we had over here? You <laughs> yeah. See it anymore? Yeah. I'm not kidding. So I mean, those there's a stigma to, in people's mind right now with combines is that well, there's always combines, right? I rent one every fall, or I get one for extra one for wheat, or whatever it is. You know, there's always that that notion there. There's a lot of guys that have farming operations totally built around. I've got my two combines or my one combine, and I rent one. And then have the custom guy come in and pick up some slack from right. under that too. Yeah. Like they're built their whole thing around that. The combine market right now, unlike the tractor market or any of those other things, is that there is a, a great divide between 
what's what's available, right? There are hardly any machines right now that you're going to have going into spring that are quote unquote late model low hour machines, right? There's not going gonna, into spring, yeah. There's not going to be those pile of you know, hundred and fifty or two hundred hour or whatever machines, right? Sub, just say yeah, sub three hundred, right? If you wanted a combine, an available combine today, you're getting one with a thousand plus hours on it. That's yeah. that's your available combine. Yeah. And they even had a thousand hours. For dang, yeah, over five for sure. I bet you even at a thousand hours, you're hard pressed to find one that's available right now. I'm talking like seven fifty to a thousand. You you they're out there, but then we get into the discussion of why those dollars for that machine, which there is an endless string of right now, all over the that's that's the world we're in, you know. So. I think those machines are out there, and the amount, you're exactly right, the amount of them that you can have to cut wheat in Texas this May, there's probably two, right? and they're still there because they weren't the cheapest two, I promise. Mm-hmm. So you have that realm, and then you have the rest in, in that five to a 1,000 range. There are still some deals out there in that realm and it's just a matter of the same thing we see every year where <clears throat> the sub threes that's that's the first one's gone and they are all gone right oh sure yeah the the five to a thousand those are the ones that were always the always the bridesmaid never the bride and now it's it's your day, little girl. Get on up there. I yeah, think. I think. Maybe. I think that is a very, very big part of the combine market right now. Okay, so the combine market. So let's just we're gonna we're gonna look at something here. Um, the hour range. These stuff that's listed out here on the internet as of the first of this month. Okay. So right now, so if you're looking at combines right now, total machines listed out there between. 501 and 1,000 hours. There are 900, 1,490-ish combines okay. in, that, in that realm, right? So, now, that's what's listed. That doesn't mean it's available. Right. Right? Right. So, let's just, if this is, let's just assume that all of these combines right here, that 50% of them are available today. Correct. Right? Okay, so you have 700 combines in that bracket that are available today. Go fast, let's go back a month in time and see what that looked like there. So you have the same deal. You've got roughly about the same 100 less machines on the market than there were this month, right now. Right. right. So there's more machines listed now than there were last month. Now, what's that mean? To me, I still think that, that even that spec of machine, because right now there's like the 0 to 300 range, there's 200 and 300 and 20 ish, 315 machines listed out there between zero and 300. I could, I bet you, I'd be willing to bet that of those 300 combines, less than 100 of them are available right now. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> now, so what this is your, what, your data mm-hmm. proves me wrong. Okay. The 500 to 1,000, mm-hmm. it's, it's their day finally. It's their day because the others aren't there. Right. Because here's, but here, here, hold on. But here's the other thing. Okay. Those numbers went up, right? 
Mm-hmm. Last month, this month. That proves me wrong. However, that is the combine, 500 to 1,000, that 90, maybe not 90, 80% of custom harvesters trade in. Sure. Most of them do their role year end. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm not, I'm not. You, so there combine. you go. There, there might have been a flush of yeah. 2,000 out, but oh, shit. Right, twenty five hundred back. You know? January, February, March are always the highest volume, right? Of of combines, always, always that way. So the point that I want to make clear here, everybody, is that the reason why those machines are going to be worth more now is because that's what you, that's your choice, right? If you're in the market to buy, because I can tell you guys thinking this, somebody's out there thinking, and more guys than not are thinking this. I've got a two thousand hour combine, a twenty five hundred hour combine, a fifteen hour combine. And I typically run my combine for five years, you know, buy it with 500 hours on it or 300 hours on it or something like that. I run it for four, five, or six years. Then I go back in and buy a, you know, 300-hour one or 500-hour one or whatever. Well, this is my clock's up. Now I'm going to go back and do this now. I'm going to run that combine for a year this season, and then I'm going to trade it back in and get my my 300-hour run and then go back to my six-year run or five-year run or whatever it is and put that... 1500 hours on my combine. I honestly personally wish there was more of that because those, well, I think you're going to see that the, the guy who who does that, who figures that out, he's going to have like 3 years of doing something for nothing. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, it's for a hell of a lot less than they've done it in the past. Right. Right. Exactly. And that's my point is that you know kind of like we talked about a podcast or two ago and when uh, the guys from uh, Kyle McMahon was telling me that, you know, a tractor. Yeah, the percentage jumped, like, yeah. month to month, and then the year to year was flabbergasting. The the one piece of information that was, that was coming back and looked this up after, we, after I recorded that and got it all up there was that from the hours in 2020 were, like, uh, for tractors were um, 300 hours or less was X. And 2021, the hour range would jumped up a whole th- a thousand hours, so it went from zero to three hundred to like you know a thousand to fifteen hundred, and the price stayed the same. Gotcha. Well, yeah, that would coincide with 2021. They were still paying the same amount of money for a fifteen hundred hour, thousand hour to fifteen hundred hour tractor that they were paying for a three hundred hour tractor in twenty. Right, and the exact same number of machines are on the marketplace. That transactional period. Right. Okay. Now, I bet if you went back and did a synthesis on on this stuff here, that you would find that the same thing was happening with combines. If you did that same fence synthesis, synthesis, yeah. Could you play the opening part to jump? You could, if you really tried hard, okay. or maybe even like that. that. In that, if you can do that. The synthesis on the combines is far more interesting. Yeah. Because you could do that on the combines, get some great data, yeah. figure it all out, be nerd bombers like us. But if yeah. you could play the intro to jump with that same synthesis, yeah. there you go. You could synthesize that information and come out with it. Oh, way. snap. There you go. There you go. You could even do a, what's that, Beverly Hills Cop? Yeah. Yeah. Little, and you little. can throw a little Miami Vice in there too if you wanted to. 
It's more like it's more electric drum synthesis. Oh this, yeah, than it is absolutely anything. big eighties, big in the eighties. Absolutely, hey, no because why wouldn't from. why wouldn't you be a cop and drive a Ferrari Testarossa? Exactly, you Testarossa. Know, do you know where Testarossa, not Testarossa? Do you know where uh, Don Johnson's from? It's got to be Kansas. The three one six baby. And worse yet, it's got to be the three one six. The ICT baby. Yeah, you there know? you go. Oh man! Guess where uh, Ranky Pivots are built in Dashler? Boo y'all! <laughs> Can't help you a bit on that. World's largest broom factory. So back to combines. We were. Uh, if you really step back and take a look at what's going on there, I think personally that that five hundred to a thousand hour machine, if they're available, are going to be gobbled up as fast as any of the late model low hour zero three hundred type would be just this year. But this year, right? Maybe in the next year. And and to use the wrestler analogy, just because he's two seventy five and he made it to state, yeah, doesn't mean that at sub districts and districts there was no other heavyweights, and he just automatically qualified, right? When it comes to the combine market, that's my analogy. I'll tell you right now that the combine market right now, those five hundred hour ones are. The big athletic guys. I understand that. I understand they came, that. They came to get some. Yeah, they hit puberty last summer. And they're, so they're, they're here to do two things. Chew bubble gum and kick ass. <laughs> and guess what they're all out of? Bubble gum. Uh, so I think, to me, that combine market is, is going to be surprisingly strong at the 500 hours. I think, to me, if you have a machine that's got less than 500 hours on it, it's available today that... I'm not saying that you can put whatever number on it you want. What I'm saying is that you're going to get an abnormally large premium for that machine because it's going to be one of very few. I get that. I understand the combine market good enough to know that premium means that you're not going to lose money this year on it. So there we go. I think I, think I, it's, I, I think completely it's totally agree. Different. I think it's, it's different than that. No, though. I know. I The rose-colored glasses, I get it. They broke. It's they're it, actually They're actually a prescription glass now. No, it's... It is a it's a fantastic market. It's the best it's ever been. But there's still all I'm saying, dude, is there's still combines. I understand that. But when the when don't you're get carried the, don't get carried away. If you go to the grocery store and there's only one can of corn left, mm-hmm. you still think it's going to be worth fifty nine cents. I don't care, dude. I ain't eating canned corn. You get my point, though. I do. Right. Whatever your favorite canned vegetable might be, you know. You go to the grocery store and there's a there's only one can of fruit cocktail left. That's very cherry, by the way. You got an extra extra cherry in there, and not and not just the one oh, the one miscellaneous. I know cherry. it. I yeah. know it. Oh man, God, Dad and I would go rounds as a child. That damn cherry, man. There's a lot of blood spilled over that half of a maraschino cherry. <laughs> I I think to me, I think the combat market is far and away. The most unpredictable market we're going to have right now moving forward. Absolutely, I'll get on board with that. That makes us Unpre- both right. unpredictable, unpredictable. Because <laughs> I don't think I think what we see happening here is it's just going to be a domino effect to the end of the year. And even even what, like those most of those machines now, but between now and when they're legitimately available, are going to be spoken for. Oh yes, Absolutely. the low hour ones, especially right. I mean, they already are. I mean, yeah, except for the ones. I mean, the ones that are listed may or may not be, 
some of those may be spoken for. They're like, oh, you know what, that was sold. And they're like, you know, come check out my website, bait. You know what I mean? Right. So there's some of that out there, too, I'm sure, going on. But I think, to me, more than anything else that we've seen laying out here is more than tractors. I mean, I think tractors have established the fact that if there's a tractor in a lot that no one has spoken for yet and that's the one you want, you better just say yes. Yeah. Run through the door as fast as you can. Just yell, yes. And Does like, that yes run? Yes, I'll take it. <laughs> yes to what? Like the tractor. I'll take it. You know? That's, I mean, that obviously, that's, that's been that uh, way since spring. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that's that's the whole thing there. So, long story short, plan a marketplace. I'm confident it's going to get wicked hot between the end of planning season and the end of the year. Right out of the gate, I think it's going to be just hot. It's going to stay that way. Yep. Right. And then I think planter or planters sprayers, combines are going to become more and more and more and more unpredictable as far as where we need to be priced them at going through the end of the year. Okay. Final thoughts, Aaron Fennell. Tractors are going to stay as hot as they can because I think there's a lot of factors driving that beyond availability. And we'll touch on that next week. Planners, I totally agree. Um, combines, we have a different viewpoint, both agreeing that it's hot, but you're more optimistic than I am. Sprayers, we're going to touch on next podcast as we get ever so closer, ever so closer to something growing, something <laughs> turning green, and not seven layers of clothing. So yeah, I think that's I think that's kind of I think that's kind of the deal, man. Right on. Well, good stopping point cuz Aaron already alluded to what we're doing next week, so I guess that's the official end of the podcast. So folks want to reach out to you and get more information <laughs> about about what it is you got going on in Co-host power. What's the, what's the best way to do that? Uh, I am on usually on Twitter. I'm still trying to work on that, but that's at Aaron Fintel, A.A. Ron Fintel. Um, call me, text me, 308 760 1193. Right on. And you can find me at Moving Iron LLC about any of the, any of the stuff out there the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram. Another place you could also go and check me out is on my website at movingironllc.com. Everything Moving Iron related is there. Check out the blogs, check out the the history of the Moving Iron Podcast. If you want to go back to the first time Aaron and I first had our very first podcast together. Number eight. Number eight. Moving Iron Podcast number eight. I would go check that out. With that, I'm Casey Seymour with Aaron Fennell. Thanks, Casey and Aaron, and thanks to AgriSolutions for sponsoring this podcast. We've got even more used equipment remarketing resources that we're sending your way. In addition to this podcast, we're also tapping into Casey's expertise across all our informational channels. Find more from him in the print magazine and on farm-equipment.com slash expert. And you can keep up on the latest industry news by registering online to receive our free newsletters. Visit www.farm-equipment.com. For Casey and Aaron, as well as our entire staff here at Farm Equipment, I'm Kim Schmidt. Thanks for listening.